What is up, Mad Mob? We are back after a week-long hiatus. I was in Tennessee vacationing, golfing in. Check, check the tan, boys. Got a little bit of sun on me. Look good. That? Yeah. All right. We got the usual suspect. We got the usual suspects. We got Goni. Uh, we got Beggs. Hello. Yeah, a big week for us, real life. All three of us, right? Oh, yeah. We got uh, me. I start a new job Monday, working from the comfort of my own home. Beggs got himself a promotion. Uh, Goni, he's he got moved from the graveyard to first shift. We're all upgrading. The light of day, man. We get to see the light of the day. The light of day. You leave work, and it's the sun's a-shining. It's a good time. Oh, uh, uh, Goni, birthday this past week. Yep. Um, Big time. Shout out to the guy. I don't know if you ever found out who it was, but shout out to the guy that sent Goni a brick of pennies for his birthday. A literal brick of pennies. $25 worth of pennies to his front door. That's comedy. Who Did you ever find out who it was? No, man. I thought it was a friend that I had in Texas. He had the same initials. and It was a Chris L. And I have one friend who's a Chris L. in Texas. And I hit him up on Facebook. And I was like, bro, that was hilarious. Didn't expect a brick of $25 worth of pennies. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And so he's like, send me the address. I send it to him, and he's like, man, that's not me. So I'm I'm baffled right now. Shout out to the guy that just is just wasted twenty five bucks just to send an absolute brick of pennies to Goni, and is choosing to remain anonymous. Uh, I mean, In you're a coin stud. shortage, no less. In a coin shortage, right? <laughs> what a yeah, stud! A what a shortage. stud! What an absolute stud, muffin. But we're back. Um, Bean Potatoes episode. I think we're going to do a Q and A very shortly after this as well. Um, we're we're just kind of wanting to since we've been kind of a week off. We just kind of wanted to get into um, the state of affairs in the NFL today. Um, cover some moves, um, how it's going to affect your fantasy team and all that. So um, we're pivoting from the draft uh, last episode where we mock draft at the six. I think next episode we are going to mock draft at the twelve. Um, and we just kind of want to go over uh, what's happened in the NFL since we since we really started this, um, and what kind of made that light bulb go off was uh, I think the Baker deal, right? Um, just kind of wanted to cover cover what's going on with that. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got a few talking points. Just saddle up, get you, get you, get you a pack of Oreos, crack them open, get you a nice mug. Don't don't put it in a cup. Get you a nice mug of milk, and just enjoy the show. It's gonna be a good mug. one. Nice mug. Unless you're that, driving, then don't do any of that. If you're driving, um, take take the scenic route. Take the scenic route <laughs> to our voices. Cruise control. Put it on cruise control. Enjoy the drive. Um, while you listen to Begley's sweet baritone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's start with the Baker deal. What's uh, Baker to the Panthers? What it happened? It finally. Ha- it happened. Baker moved. That we knew. We knew Baker was going to move. Right. There was no way he was going to start for them again. Right. No, no, dude. I mean, he he was doing everything but like taking a dump on the Browns practice facility and lighting it on fire. No way he was going to be in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I I wanted to do this. I wanted to bring. So we were just going to talk about it, but I had to bring some analytics into it because it wasn't the move wasn't making sense to me. So I so I brought some analytics into it. Can y'all just bear with me for just a second? Yeah, man. So the Browns' offensive line 
was the eighth ranked offensive line last year. Uh, Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, uh, anchored by their by those stud guards. Number eight, right? Panthers offensive line was 31st. 29th in pass block win rate. Okay. Ooh. Hey, we got to give a shout out to Jedrick Willis, bro, on the on the Browns tackle, Lexington's finest. Yeah, yeah, he stepped up. But but my thing too is the Panthers did absolutely nothing in the offseason to improve their 31st ranked offensive line and the injuries had some some things to do with it, but still. So it, with Baker having a significantly better offensive line, he finished 27th in QBR. Sam Darnold, 29th. Baker Mayfield was sacked eight more times than Sam Darnold with a better offensive line. That tells me that Baker doesn't know how to get rid of the ball when he's rushed. And when he's pressured, uh, uh, another, little, another little tidbit for you, he ranks 31st out of, I think it's 31st, yeah, 31st out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks in completion percentage when pressured. So the Panthers went out and got a terrible quarterback under pressure knowing that their offensive line is dog water and they only got a quarterback that was just a skosh better statistically than what they already had. So I'm thinking maybe it's a contract issue with Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold is guaranteed a lot of money this year. But the fact of the matter is he's signed, and I thought, well, let's see what the Panthers' cap space is like. They're second in the league in free cap space. Like, they could have they could have rode it out a little bit. They could have rode it out for another year. I don't, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the move. You are not, you're not improving at the position whatsoever. Are you just doing it because Baker's probably going to be cheaper? I, I, I don't, I don't understand the move at all. Why wouldn't you, fix the offensive line before you throw another quarterback to the Wolves. I don't understand. And this has nothing to do with my boy DJ Moore. He's quarterback proof. He's my guy. Lock him in. But, what, I mean, I don't understand. Can you, Can any of you all make sense of the move to me? <clears throat> I mean, from the – so the, the, the details of the deal, I guess the Panthers are paying like 5 mil. The Browns are paying 10. And then he agreed to convert the rest of his contract million into incentives so what are the panthers paying baker five million okay so uh, clearly to me i mean it says that like they didn't like sam I mean, for whatever reason they, they just they weren't impressed by sam darnold right i mean he had one year last year to to do something they weren't impressed i mean he was hurt i, I don't I, i'm confused I, obviously from the brown side it's a win in the sense that he didn't want to play there anymore so they got something from him i think they got a fifth round pick I, yep I just um, I don't get it though. Like you didn't get any better than what you already had. Like somebody in that front office had to say Baker barely finished better statistically than Sam and had a better offensive line, a better run game. I I don't I don't understand. It, it, Sam Darnold's better under pressure. Baker takes more sacks. Like I don't understand why they said I and you said he's getting 5 million, they're taking 5 million, so they're saving I think thirteen million in cap space, but again, they're second in the league in cap space, and they're not spending it. So why not wait it out through twenty twenty two? It's it's to me it's a kind of a trial. Honestly, they Baker's a former number one overall pick. He went in the same draft as Darnold. He has been to the playoffs. He's won in the playoffs. That might be 
somewhat of a factor of why they decided to give it a shot. They gave, they gave up a conditional fifth round pick, which can be a fourth. Usually that's uh, based on snap percentages played and time on the field and all that. So, I mean, I could, I could, I guess see it. I feel like not upgrading the O line. I agree with you a hundred percent. That's where they should have turned to first, but maybe they are just thinking we just need to get CMC back. He is the lifeblood of the team. If he is on the field, we can have a winning record. Their defense was okay last year. It's just their offense was atrocious. After CMC went down, we've mentioned it on previous podcasts, the whole offense just was a dumpster fire. Um, but I, I just don't know. Do you, do you guys think he starts over Darnold or yeah, competition going on or what? I don't think you make that trade without starting Baker. I mean, I Sam Darnold did solid when CMC was in, right? He did. I mean, maybe yeah, he, was, he actually looked really good. That's what I'm good. saying. Was, I'm I'm confused, and maybe maybe it's you know maybe they think Baker's when CMC in there is going to keep defenses more honest maybe, and they're kind of going to try and protect their asset a little more and not use CMC so much, but it's just Baker. We're talking 17-17 I mean, Baker, right? They had no depth, right? I think Matt Corral was their draft pick this year quarterback out of Ole Miss. If anything else, for $5 million, you get a number one pick who adds depth. I think it's pretty low risk for Carolina. It is and low I mean, risk. And either one, they're a backup. Whoever whoever decides to, they decide to give the start to that other guy is going to be the backup. So it's it's kind of a a decent backup situation. But how bad has Matt Corral been looking for them to draft him in the third round? They traded up to get him, and mm-hmm. they bring in Baker Mayfield. How bad is he looking in OTAs? Do you think for that to happen? Man, it's just I don't know. I just, is, I, I he, I agree. I mean, he's got to be looking bad, but I just feel like uh, the Panthers are not looking where they need to look agreed. to improve their team. I mean, they are they're in the back of the pack in a lot of categories, but when you improve one, like the offensive line, it improves the other ones. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you get a back of the back of the pack quarterback. Behind a terrible offensive line, he's going to be a terrible quarterback. If you get a back-of-the-pack quarterback and improve the offensive line, he can work himself up into a 20-ish ranked quarterback. But if you get a back-of-the-pack quarterback and then swap him out for another back-of-the-pack quarterback playing behind a back-of-the-pack offensive line, guess what? It's all still back-of-the-pack. I just don't. I. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, Begley's right. It's low risk. I mean, that's the only. On the, that's the only thing I can understand. On the bright side of it, both Baker and Darnold's contracts are going to be up after this year, so it, they might also be using this as a developmental year for Corral. Uh, but one one last little thing that I have on it is that I found kind of funny is the Browns are going to be paying Baker $588,000 yes. <laughs> to try and beat the Browns in Week One. That's you know, that's phenomenal to me. I think the Panthers give him the opportunity, regardless whether he's earned Got it or it. not. I think they give. I think they give him the opportunity to take care of him. Yeah, I think I he mean, does it too. It, Baker's Baker's a winner, you know, and it's it, it's not like you know the Browns are unbeatable. I mean, the Browns now have what Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback. Yep. Case Keenum, I think. Well, oh no, you might be right. It's Jacoby. Brissett. Brissett. I'm pretty sure it's yep. Jacoby Brissett. So. 
I can't even a Brissett. I keep saying Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I, they're they're extremely beatable. I mean, CMC is playing. Take five million. First of all, get some new jerseys. Get some new helmets. You've had the same thing since the nineties. Let's upgrade our swag package a little bit. You got the worst grass in the league. Get some new grass. God. Upgrade the locker room, bro. Give me all that over Baker Mayfield. It's turf, man. You got to go turf. Grass I, is... I agree because they didn't get any better. I mean, it's literally just – if you're not going to cut Darnold to free up the cap space, then there was literally zero point to go get him. But, hey, buy everybody on the <laughs> roster a, a porterhouse steak and let's just move forward. <laughs> yeah, Come on. For the offensive line, buy, buy, beef them up 29th in pass block win rate. It's ridiculous. Speaking of quarterback issues – a segue. Hmm? What is going on in San Francisco? Let me let me bounce something off of you because Goni has been very adamant, and as he should be, because all signs are pointing to the, Trey Lance being the starting quarterback. Why have they not moved Jimmy G? And my okay, my thought is Trey Lance is not who he thought we were. <laughs> Trey Lance is not who we thought he was. There we go. Is that right? Yeah. I'm thinking Trey Lance is sucking. So they're scared to let Jimmy G go. That's my philosophy. Why sit on Jimmy G so long unless Trey Lance is sucking? This one's easy. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, You go ahead. I'll go third. I mean, I. I personally think it's easy on this one, man. The trade market has completely eroded for Jimmy G. All the teams that needed quarterbacks scooped up quarterbacks. Uh, Every GM in the league got scared, you know, when Jimmy had uh, shoulder surgery back in March on his throwing shoulder. Terrible time to have a surgery. I know you have to have it, but, you know, free agency is coming shortly after. And it kind of scared everyone away. He's going to be rehabbing all before the season. If he goes to a new team, he's got to learn the playbook. He's got to be with the players, new offensive coordinator, all that good stuff. And it's just you're he has one year left on his deal. I think it's about 26, 28 million or so. It's a lot of money to throw out there for such a big question mark. And he's shown, you know, in the playoffs, even during during the year, he's got his games where he shows up. He'll throw for 300 yards, 400 yards sometimes, but he's got other games where he just, he looks like nothing more than a game manager and that the defense and run game kind of just carried him through. So, I mean, for me, uh, it's not necessarily that, you know, Trey Lance has looked bad and they're keeping him as the uh, safety valve, I guess. It's more so that there's no trade market for him. Um, I really think that he's going to be released if he's not traded. Um, I looked into it, and his salary is not guaranteed unless he is on the roster week one. So if they release him before that, they're only going to owe him a couple million dollars. And, I mean, I'm sure they're going to try and trade him right up until week one. But if it doesn't happen, I see them cutting him. You think he's cut? I, I don't yeah. know what track looks like, but why not carry him on the roster as a backup? You gotta sign. You gotta re-extend Debo, man. You need that money for Debo. I I, I get what you're saying is like the trade market might have eroded, but let's revert back to the Panthers. Is Jimmy G not better than Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield? If mm. 
that now the combina- now the cap hit that if they were just if they just traded Jimmy Garoppolo straight up, and we're just assuming that that Carolina said we'll take all of his contract. If they cut Darnold, don't get Baker, then the difference in the money that they've spent is only three million, and they got Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you got a Jimmy though coming off of surgery. He's thirty-one. Come on, dude. I'm not worried about surgeries at this point in time. Like these people have like absolute magicians as their surgeons and doctors. They and you got Baker who's coming off his a torn labrum and is like I mean non throwing though. It's a non throwing. Yeah, but you saw the way he played with that thing. I mean, he played like trash. I I, I'm sticking to my guns here, and that I think Trey Lance is not doing what they think he could do in OTAs. I think they're a little bit nervous to let Jimmy G go. They have – I feel like now – you're right. If if they have to pick between taking a little bit of hit at quarterback and sticking with Trey Lance, but being able to sign Debo, I think they do that. Because that kind of – that that goes into what I was going to talk about next is like what are they doing with Debo. I just want to talk about the Niners in general. Like what did, – did they – I mean, are all the is the entire front office like have been on vacation the past couple of months? Or, I mean, what what's going on in San Francisco besides nothing? Like, why is nothing going on in San Francisco? I should ask. I, I mean, Debo wants max money. I mean, he, and, and so he's kind of holding him over a barrel right now. I mean, so San Francisco's got to make the decision of is this guy a dime a dozen, or is he elite enough to to get max money? I mean, I think with Shanahan. He's shown, you know, in his offenses that he can make no-name players be viable, you know, uh, offensive weapons. So if you don't have to pay Debo, instead of taking the cap hit from Jimmy, you can keep him on the roster as a backup and free up some cap space. I mean, that's got to be an option, right? Is that at Goni? Is that kind of that? That's kind of meets me and Begley meeting in the middle. There are are they choosing? Are they waiting it out to determine do we want Debo for max money or and so if we keep Debo they have to cut Jimmy G. Uh, there's there's no way around that. They're, he's just yeah. Jimmy G is a twenty almost a twenty seven million cap hit this year. They yeah. have to cut Jimmy G if they want to re-sign Debo. So going off of what Begley said and kind of tying it into what I think is going on, are they sitting back thinking okay? Debo can be replaced. We need to keep Jimmy G because Trey Lance isn't performing. Or is it just as you're saying they're trying to string Debo along as as long as possible? I mean, I don't know why you do that, but I just I I'm literally just fumbling through thoughts and trying to figure out what San Francisco's doing. I mean, it, Jimmy took you. So I mean, I go. I know you want to touch on this, but I mean, Jimmy took you to the championship game, to the NFC championship game last year. And and I did it largely on the back of Debo, but he's came out and already said, I'm not going to be utilized the same way as I was last year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of, in terms of the Niners, do you give Trey Lance one more year of, of kind of learning and developing? If you don't sign Debo, if he's I mean, not performing in OTAs, which is, what I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm leaning towards him just not being the dude that they thought he was. 
I mean, he didn't exactly blow the world away when he played last year. Oh, we've got let's let's let Goni come in because he's he's absolutely sprained his neck, shaking his head at that <laughs> at, at my last. So let me nah, let I mean, me you, let me hear. You one hundred percent can't give him another year, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't love Trey Lance coming out of college, and I don't think that they should have traded up to get him, but they they sent the house to get this man where they did. They traded up in the draft for him, gave away a whole bunch of picks, draft capital, all that. You you just can't, man. I'm sure it's going to look probably a little rough this year, seeing some extended game action against live opponents and whatnot, not just one-offs or, you know, game here, game there. The best way to get better, man, is just getting out there, playing, gaining the experience, and just doing the thing, really. So, I mean, I feel like Debo is I, – I feel like Debo is going to get his money. They they need Debo. They can't do it without getting rid of Jimmy. They need Debo. Brandon Ayuk is not the man. He's not the answer there. George Kittle can't be trusted to play 16, much less 17 games of any season. The running back room is – torn to pieces by week eight every year, more or less. And a new guy will probably emerge this year. It'll probably be uh, Tyrion Davis-Price coming around this year because he's got fresh legs. And it's just, I mean, you need him. You can't do it without him. I don't think going that far. Um, And it just helps open the field up, honestly. Uh, He's so versatile. He's still going to get some carries here and there. He's just not going to be getting eight a game like he was last year towards the, the end stretch. So, I mean, they also have to look towards the future. You're absolutely locking up Nick Bosa when his contract comes due. He's okay. going to be a Niners lifer. Yep. Right. And, I mean, that, that's all. They're, that's why I think, man, they're, they have to get rid of Jimmy one way or another. I think they're trying to calm Debo in the meantime, just saying, hey, man, you're going to get your money. We just need to get rid of this guy. But, so. but you could already do not. I don't know if there are certain dates where it's more advantageous to cut before or after. I know a lot of contracts read like that. But why hasn't it happened? What are we waiting on? Probably still looking for a trade partner. If you can get something out of them, if you can get someone to take on that money and you get something back for them, then, yeah, you're going to do that. But they're not just going to cut him until they have to cut him. Who's doing that? I mean, like I said, the trade market has eroded. The only team left, to my knowledge, that they're absolutely not going to trade them to is the Seahawks. They're never going to trade in division. So Seahawks even want them, man. You know, I mean, probably not. But I mean, even if they did, that's the last team left that would be in the market for a quarterback. I'm pretty sure, right? Atlanta, maybe. Oh, they just paid Mariota. I mean, it's just bad business to bring in another. But I feel you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so, so so if you're the Niners right now, if you're Jed York, there is no market for Jimmy. Why keep him around? Yeah, what, that's what that's my thing. Apply? There's if he doesn't feel like there's any trade partners available, they're not going to be able to trade him whatsoever. Like, why has he not been cut yet? Because why have you not cut him pre-season. and paid Debo and said good injuries, man, injuries preseason. It happens every year. But we, Someone could get hurt. But we all agree at the same time, though, if you have Jimmy G on the roster week one, you don't have Debo. Do you think if Trey Lance gets hurt, they let Debo walk to have Jimmy G for another year because Trey Lance is hurt? It, so, no, absolutely you know, I think, not. I think 
the important thing to remember, Debo's under contract this year. So, it, you know, he can just he'll sit out. out. He'll hold out. I mean, yeah, he'll, he can hold out and he'll just get his fines. But, I mean, I don't know that he'll hold out all year. But he is under contract, so maybe they're just, you know, they're holding Debo hostage, saying, look, man, you want to hold out? Fine, do it. We'll fine you 50 grand a week. I, I think they have. I just think they hold them. They hold them until throughout the entire preseason. They pray someone gets hurt, a quarterback from from any one of these teams, and they just come and come and knocking. And if it doesn't happen, then you just go ahead and cut them. We already know Jimmy or uh, Trey Lance is going to start the season. He's got all the first team reps. I just don't. I just don't. I still don't understand it. Like you're pissing off your your best offensive yeah. weapon in the meantime. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, that's fair. It's the Niners. It's the Niners front office that we're trying to make sense of. So this is definitely an agree to disagree situation here. But I definitely see your point. Um, so let's uh, let's let's talk about this uh, another little spicy thing that happened since our last episode. Uh, the Terry McLaurin deal. Uh, the Commanders locking up Terry McScorin. Um, good move. I think it's a great move. Um, great I think move. they I think they did it to a. I think they put him about right where he should be as far as uh, receivers uh, making money go, uh, Goni. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's I, – I love the move personally. It was three years, $71 million extension. He'll be a commander through the 2025 season. It makes him the seventh highest paid wide receiver at $23 million a year. So my question for you guys, kind of going back to the whole Debo thing, he's at 23 Diggs is the sixth highest paid at 24. AJ Brown, 25. Cooper Cup, 26.7. D Hop, 27 and a quarter. Devontae Adams at 28. And Tyreek at 30. Where would you slot Debo in that? Or does he not get more than the 23? I, I, he should get uh, more than Terry McLaurin. I think he should okay. slot in right above that. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to. Uh, I know Begley's a big Debo lover. But let's let's call let's call a spade a spade here. He's not better than Devontae. He's not better than Stephon Diggs. He's not better than Cooper Cup. He's not better than Tyreek Hill. Um, so if you want to give him that fifth ish slot, that twenty four, he's not better than D Hop. AJ Brown. I think I think he's better than AJ Brown, and on top of that, he's utilized more than AJ Brown. Um, I think that's the only thing that's kind of putting him up there in that upper echelon is how much he's utilized and how he's utilized. Um, but again, it all it all circles back to the fact that Debo's out here. The thing that made Debo so special from um, not only a fantasy perspective but just a, a player perspective is his ability to rush the ball successfully as well. I'm not sure why he would come out and say, I'm not doing that again because, my guy, that's what set you apart. So... You can't – that's why I'm kind of confused with where I'd put him. That's a good question. I don't know where I'd put him in his contract because if I'm, the, if I'm you know, San Francisco sitting across from Debo, I'm like, bro, where, do you want to be paid as the top, like, top offensive guy rushing and receiving, or do you just want us to pull back on the rushing and we'll just pay you as a receiver, in which case I don't know that I'd give him 23. I, I have him closer to the back, like 20 mil, man. I mean, he, he plays like a wingback position, right? He was what Percy Harvin was supposed to be, you know, a decade ago. 
Uh, I just he hasn't shown the pure receiving chops to me to be paid like a like a pure receiver. So, you know, and you got to think too. I mean, exactly. is it Shanahan? Is it is it his offense? I mean, he's a he's a hell of a coordinator. We know that. I don't. I, if I'm again, if I'm Dallas, you know, that's my favorite team, and we give him more than twenty million. I don't know that I'm loving it. Exactly. The only thing that makes him worth more than that is his ability, to, his success rushing the ball as well. And if you're not, if if you're coming out saying I'm not going to rush, then you're going to get paid as the receiver you are, which is, I don't know, middle of the pack tier two. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he obviously he's trying to capitalize on on his hype from last year, which is smart. It's yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he's no. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a market for him outside of twenty million, man. I mean, you're looking at is he the Mike Williams, Godwin, Amari Cooper range? Probably. Yeah, where you got yeah, go? I mean, uh, just if you're a good GM, and I've heard this in the past, you want to negotiate an extension for anyone, any contract. You want to pay them not based on what they've done. What they've done is all in the past. You're, you want to pay them for what they're going to do. He broke 1,400 yards last year. He had a bunch of touchdowns. It, some came rushing. I believe it was eight eight rushing as well. A lot. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's a whole lot of production that's going to just go away. That's going to come down. He'll, he'll probably score, you know, maybe two on the ground this year. He's still going to have those gadget plays. But, I mean, I kind of agree with you guys on it where – He's not that superstar, stellar wide receiver. Um, and really, last year was the first year that he played all the games or like a, a vast majority of the games. He's been hurt a lot throughout his career. And what makes it hard for me, though, is A.J. Brown's been the same way. He's he's missed games every year of his career as well. And he's sitting at fifth at 25 mil. So I could see him being like in that range. But for me personally, I probably – I agree with you as well, Wayne. Diggs is six to 24 mil, and I don't want to give him more than that. So I think the peak for me would be 23, which is what McLaurin just got paid. I mean, just throw the man a nice signing bonus or something to make him happy, but you can't commit 25 plus million dollars to a guy that did it for one year. You just can't. And I mean, is he really going to reach that again with? Trey Lance is essentially a rookie this year playing his first full season. You, you're, you're not going to get that. So you, you know what I would do if I was San Francisco just to just a little kick in the crotch. I'd give him about I'd give him about 21 mil and then just load his contract with about 5 million worth of incentives all rushing based. If you if you rush for if you rush for 500 600 if you rush for 500 yards, you get a mil. If you rush for five tutties, you get a mil. You know what I mean? Just give him give him his twenty one ish, and then pad that thing down with rushing incentives to say, listen, if you don't want to be utilized this way, you don't have to be. But there's money in it for you if you do. Yeah, that's brilliant. So yeah, that is brilliant. So I mean, Goni. So you say you said the Niners have got to pay McLaurin. No, but but no, I'm sorry. You said the Niners have got to pay Debo. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And. I think I'm sure they're in a similar boat, right? They don't want to pay him what 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 he wants. So if you can't reach mid, middle ground with him, you know, let's say he he you won't take anything less than 25 AJ Brown territory. You got to move on from him, right? 
25. I mean, I, I would do it for 25. I wouldn't like it. I would try and do 23, which is what no, Corn got. No, 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 Rowan, no. Rowan Wade's as well. Listen. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that offense if you don't have Debo? I think he could do a lot. Figure it out, man. Listen, San Francisco is second to last in cap space. They can't be fooling around. They can't be. They really need to penny pinch. That and yes. they cannot be given. They, they can't be given Debo, AJ Brown, yes. Stephon Diggs money. They can't take nope. Jimmy's money and give it. Put it somewhere else. Lift <laughs> <laughs> up the cap space and put it to Debo. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Just transfer of debts. Man. Unless Trey Lance sucks and you don't and you don't know whether you want uh Debo or Jimmy G. If Trey Lance was great, he would have played more games last year. Period. Coming off of the playoff run that the Niners had the year before. Bro, Garoppolo's hurt. He had a chance to win the job. Didn't. Garoppolo got his job back when he came back from injury. Food for thought, but again, this is sure. all this is all you know. Agree to disagree territory with Forty Nine ers. Either way, San Francisco, what are you doing? I mean, just yeah, figure they're, figure. They're your, not any of our teams. We're just you know speculating here. Yeah, I good just, luck. We're just because we're. I mean, people want to know where. What do we do with Debo? I mean, is Jimmy G viable this year? Like all this, Jimmy G is not viable this year as of right now. Debo is very viable this year. We just. I mean, we love to put something in concrete, but I mean that organization is refusing to let us. Um, all right, got a little uh, little spice for y'all. This is actually Begley's idea. We'll call these Begs talking points. Numbers. A little, a little seasoning on the podcast. Yep. A little uh, ice herb crust. A little bit. Yep. Um, a quarterback taking a player to the next level. So, Begley, what do you mean by that? Go ahead and explain what we're going to be discussing here. All right. So, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, there are receivers um, or tight ends who really benefit from playing with a good to elite quarterback. And what you see, that player leaves that quarterback, their production uh, takes a pretty steep decline. And I think the best example of that is Julius Thomas uh, in Denver with Peyton was the best tight end in the game. Two years of just super elite production. Signs a big contract in Jacksonville. Gets away from Peyton and just is a nobody uh, after that. So, you know, I thought it'd be an interesting question to say, hey, we have, we've had a lot of wide receiver moves uh, this offseason. Uh, we had guys leaving quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, and going to worse ones and vice versa. Who are some receivers or tight ends? That you guys think will, uh, a will have a a riser. Can you splice that uh, that stutter for me, Wayne? No, 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 no. That's how you talk. That riser. So, so we'll let's make it a two part question. What player has situation improved because of the new quarterback change? And tell me a player whose situation got worse because of the quarterback change. Um, I don't remember who I wanted to take for this. I think I was about to say what Goni. Goni, who who do you have? Because I think I was about to take what you what you were going to talk about. No, no, not on this one. You, I, I was going to go with 
the wide receiver, whoever is going to emerge as the wide receiver two for the Colts. They they got Matt Ryan in the offseason. Number two, behind Michael Pittman, you have Ashton Doolin, you have Paris Campbell, and you have Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is a rookie that they just brought in uh, with pretty decent draft capital. Paris Campbell had pretty decent draft capital, who they drafted a couple of years ago, but the man just can't stay healthy to save his life. They can't do it. And Ashton Doolin has gotten some time in there last year. They kind of had a hodgepodge of wide receivers. Uh, the ghost of T.Y. Hilton is finally gone in Indianapolis. And uh, really, I mean, it's it's just whoever emerges. Uh, this year, I just in fantasy drafts, I've been taking my shot on Paris Campbell real, real late because I think that he can have some really good fantasy upside. But, I mean, all these guys, I mean, I would consider them as far so far in their career, aside from Alec Pierce, they've been, you know, below average kind of guys. So I think with the addition of a veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan, I think that he could take whoever emerges as that number two wide receiver to the next level. So you think so you think going from Wentz to Ryan was an upgrade and he's able to support two wide receivers instead of one like Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I don't, I'm not saying that they'll be a superstar, but I can see one of these guys that you can get them super late in your draft. Alec Pierce, you're going to have to get in your rookie draft end of the first round, maybe early second. Uh, so he'll probably be a little more difficult, but I can see good fantasy value coming from one of those guys. Who do you? Who is your biggest uh, faller? Uh, meaning their quarterback situation got worse, and you expect a big decrease in production. Uh, I don't know if I had one necessarily. I know we had a lot of moves that we talked about. Um, Let me throw a name out here and just tell me what you think. Then, what about Tyreek? One that hits home for me, and I know Wayne as well, would be Tyler Lockett for sure. Um, just because he was already kind of a feast or famine kind of guy with Russell Wilson, who is infinitely better than Drew Locke. And now it's going to be a lot more famine. The crops are are barren, and I'll be hoping for anything. And I, I'm sure when he goes off, he'll be sitting on the bench, and it'll be infuriating. Mm, yes. Absolutely. You will absolutely be on the bench. What about you, Wayne? What are you thinking, man? Biggest risers and biggest fallers based on the quarterback situation. I'm going to go with faller. Okay. Um, and it's kind of hard to because he kind of had a bad year last year, um, injury riddled and all that. Um, A.J. Brown. Um, I love Jalen Hurts from a fantasy perspective. Um, and I've made it well known. I love him because of what's of his rushing ability. Um, he's not a good passer. And when it comes to um, Ryan Tannehill um, passing compared to Jalen Hurts passing, uh, I mean, whole yeah. other level. Um, so yeah. that's you know cool. You got Jalen Hurts some weapons, um, but at the end of the day, he's just not a very good passer. And then you want to compare him to Ryan Tannehill, who has been sneaky great over the past couple of years. Um, I think A.J. Brown, um, he'll he'll never be what he was two years ago. Um, he'll obviously have a little bit of an improvement from last year because he spent last year injured. Um, but people that are expecting A.J. Brown to be what he was the last time he was healthy, you're just not going to get that. I mean, Jalen Hurts is not that dude. 
Um, he's not going to make any particular receiver a top tier receiver. Um, I mean, he might he might be a, a volume guy, but mm-hmm. but even then, I mean, he he will never, in my opinion, sniff um, WR one status going from Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It kind of surprising me. Neither one of you guys mentioned Amari or Tyreek, who were probably the biggest offseason moves. AJ Brown was a big one. Um, my, I think my biggest riser would be Hollywood Brown. I think going from Lamar to Kyler in that offense um, with the opportunity, I think he's going to take a pretty big leap this year. I got you guys know. I mean, I project him to be a fringe wide receiver one. Yeah, we know, man. Yeah, Hollywood. I, I, I think a guy that's. Uh, um, guy that's going to take kind of a kind of a hit this year um, is uh, I, I think Christian Kirk is one going from Kyler to Trevor Lawrence uh, in that offense. Um, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit later, but I, I, it's a totally different ball being thrown to him, man, from Kyler to Trevor Lawrence for sure. So Christian Kirk, I think uh, you'll see, man. I, I, I just I don't see he gets there. See, see, you're fr- you're frustrating me here, man, because you had a good riser that you didn't talk about. So but I'm gonna snake him from you. Snake him, uh, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, we've talked about Jamison. He's leaving the Jets. Um, he's going to um, the Bills, where he'll be what the three. He'll be the three. He'll be, be the, the three. three. He's going from, and we all talked about it too. I, we've heard the Jamison Crowder's name so for so many years now, just waiting for this dude to do something. And he hasn't that like we all thought he was like forty seven years old. The dude's not even thirty. <laughs> yeah, the dude's. He not does even, feel like he's been in the league for forever. Dude, he's not even thirty. Um, I think he's. I think you're going to see one of his best seasons. Yeah. Um, fantasy, however you want to look at it, from a fantasy perspective, um, from just a pure NFL perspective, I th- I think we're gonna. I think Jamison Crowder is is going to be. He's going to be a dark horse this year. Yeah, he might be starting. I, on, he might be in some flex spots um, by the end of the year. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. What about how do you guys feel about Michael Thomas? You have, have you, you haven't really seen him do it uh, apart from Drew Brees. Does he is he elite without Drew Brees? Uh, he's not elite. No, I don't. I don't think he'll be elite. There's they went out and got Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave and and all that. And go, we all know how Goni is. He thinks. Um, he thinks there's going to be like an uh, just the most disrespectful governor of all time put on Jameis. Um, but you know, you also know me. Like I think Michael Thomas is definitely back in WR two. But when it's all said and done, I've, I said that in our wide receiver rankings. Um, I put him in there. Like, he what he did make our WR two rankings, but I I gave him a notable you know mention at the end of it because I feel like he's definitely capable of it. But I I don't think he'll ever be back to elite status. That man scares me to death in fantasy drafts. Scares me to death. I will avoid him like the plague because I'm just so worried about being wrong about him, taking the chance. So, I mean, I don't I don't blame you whatsoever. That's probably why I didn't have him uh, high enough to bring into the wide receiver two conversation. It's just, man, he he's so scary. I don't know if he's still got it without Drew Brees. He's almost two full years removed from football. And I mean, it's just the wide receiver room is more crowded than what he was used to when he was playing. So many just different factors going into it. And he's not a burner. He's never been a burner. He's been a pure volume possession guy. 
and I, it's just I can't take him. I can't bring myself to take him in any fantasy drafts. I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver too. Um, I'm usually pretty big on having guys, a, a few guys here and there sprinkled in that I think have tremendous upside. And I just don't really see the upside on it just because he's not one of those home run hitter kind of guys for me. If you were one of those guys that drafted Josh Gordon every time he got signed to a new team, then you need to be taking your chance on Michael Thomas because you're already that guy. I know Josh Gordon. Who Josh Gordon gets signed by? He's on another roster this year, and I know there. And I know there are people out there that are like Josh Gordon. This is his. It's not substitute your your typical Josh Gordon draft pick with Michael Thomas, and that's safe. I'm with you. He's very scary. I feel like wherever I get him is a reach, but I also feel if I let him pass at certain points, then I'm I'm just losing out. But yeah, Mm. he's he's. I think he's. I'm more on I, I, I'm more on his upside than Goni is. Goni is selling all upside. I'm buying the upside, but he's still terrifying. Yeah. Well, one more name. What about Robert Woods? Flex is he going to have a similar production, or is he going to have a, a pretty steep decline? Now I know he's coming off injury. Oh, I don't think it has anything to do with the injury. Uh, honestly, I mean, I think it more has to do with his age kind of factoring in as well. I think he's 30 this year, maybe. I'm going to have to fact check it. But um, it's the offense, dude. He's he's changing the offense from a big volume passing pie in the Rams and the Sean McVay system to a lot less just pass attempts. They're, he's going to a run first team. Uh, they play hard defense. They run the, the ball. They eat the clock. And, I mean, he, he's another guy that's just straight volume and consistency. Um, I mean, I don't hate him. He's he's never been a monster boom guy. He's been one of the most quiet, like quiet, consistent receivers that has been out there and kind of underrated, I feel like, over the years. Um so yeah, I mean he, he's he's decent. He's he's gonna give you what he's gonna give you. It's just the passing pie is much smaller than what he's used to. Traylon Burks is gonna you know get some of his. He's still a rookie. I don't think he commands the lion's share of the targets in his first year by any means. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I stand on him. He's thirty, by the like, way. Thirty. Okay. He'll be thirty. Wayne He'll Bobby. be thirty all year as well. Turn thirty in April. Are you drafting Bobby Trees, Wayne? No. Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go right right into our second seasoning packet here, Wayne. If that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, so there's a uh, you know there's an old adage amongst the NFL. I've heard it a few times. Um, it's it's called the Dalton line. Uh, Andy Dalton was the quintessential league average quarterback in the sense that he was good enough that the Bengals had to roll with him but he wasn't quite good enough to win you a ring. And you kind of knew he really wasn't ever going to win you a ring. Um, In terms of fantasy, if you're in a dynasty draft, who is your Dalton line player? Meaning the player above him is, is a lock. You don't have to worry about your quarterback position for the foreseeable future. And the player below him, you're looking to the draft next year, looking to trade. You want first, Wayne? Nope. (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, I have two guys that are right above. And for me, they would be Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Just slightly right above the Dalton line. I know Derek Carr got a big, shiny new weapon this year in Devontae Adams. So people might be thinking like, what? He's way better than that. He's not. He hasn't been for quite some time. I've mentioned numerous times he's only thrown for over 30 touchdowns once in his career. That could change this year. He, he's habitually just, you know, slightly better than average uh, game manager and everything. Step up from that. Kirk Cousins is is another guy, man. He is notorious for not showing up in prime time. Um, so, I mean, that's going to hurt you. if Hopefully you're not playing your Super Bowl matchup in prime time with Kirk Cousins on the roster after he kills it all year for you. <laughs> um, but, I mean – He's, he's just another guy. He had a great season last year. Does he have the same production this year? I think he has a decline a little bit. I don't think Adam Thielen scores 14 touchdowns again or whatever it was. He scored a whole lot. The man's only getting older. And, I mean, they're both they're both above the Dalton line, though, for me. That's who I'd take. So, so if you draft Kirk Cousins in a dynasty league today, mm-hmm. you feel good at the quarterback spot for – the foreseeable future for a couple years at, at minimum for the price, because the price is like the millionth round, bro. He's literally down in like the 10th, 11th round or so. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for the cost for him at, yeah, I feel good for at least, like I always say, man, three year window on, on dynasty, no matter the position, I feel good with him for, for three years. I'd, you know, look for a quarterback of the future, possibly, in any of these drafts coming up, but okay. yeah. All right. Wayne, who you got, man? Oh man, this is such a hard question for me because like, I, there's a, there's a name that I'm going to throw out that is probably going to make a lot of eyes roll. Mine is Matt Ryan. He's mm. just, and he's, he's just on the outside of the Dalton line where it's like a, he's a guy that you're like, I got to find somebody else. But, I mean, you got a guy that's always on the field. You don't have to worry about any injuries or anything like that. He's pretty much a perpetual 4,000-yard quarterback, aside from last year when he missed about 32 yards. But outside of that, I mean, um, 4,500 yards, 44, 4,900, 4,400. A guy whose absolute floor is 20 touchdowns, you know, 20, 26, 26, 35, 20. I, he just—he's a guy that you always—that historically for me, you always slot in. You get and and it's you can get great value for him, but just always like you just got to get rid of him. Like you just you think it's going to be, you think we're going to get 2018 Matt Ryan again, and he just doesn't tickle it again. Like you know what I mean? Like he. Uh, so after his 5,000-yard, 35-touchdown year, um, he, he comes out and he gets 4,500 yards for 26 touchdowns. Then he gets 4,500 yards for 26 touchdowns again. And it's like he's serviceable, but it's like not serviceable enough for a dynasty. And then he comes out this year, he finds a new team in in the Colts and has – good weapons, has a good offensive line, has a great running game. And you're like, well, what do I, what do I do with Matt Ryan this year? And I think he's just on the outside. I think it's just one of those times where it's like, 
If you have Matt Ryan on your squad, sell him high. Sell him that he's on the Colts. Sell him that it's going to be some amazing thing. He's got weapons. He's got a great run game. That's that's just everybody's going to stack the box, and he's just going to be able to toss it wherever he wants. Uh, he's got his best offensive line he's ever played for. You you got to sell him high. So he's just he's on the bad end of the of the Dalton line for me. I'd sell him high while he's still while he's got fresh <laughs> news around him. Okay, so so what if he's what would you expect to get out of him in a dynasty though? A pick, like third. No, you can get a second round pick out of him. Uh, it's, it's people. Come on, Goni. You know how it is. Fantasy trades are are you got to be a salesman. And that's why I like Matt Ryan right now is if you got Matt Ryan, you've got juice around him. It's not – it's not. yeah, you know Matt Ryan, that guy that's been with Atlanta for a million years and blew the 28-3 Super Bowl league, that guy. You know, Matt Ryan, same old Matt Ryan, doesn't have Julio, you know, anymore, none of that. It, it, you got juice around him. Get a second-round pick out of him. You know, especially if there's like a super flex or something. You can get something out of Matt Ryan. Wayne, would you rather have Zach Wilson or Matt Ryan in a dynasty? In a dynasty? I mean, we're we're talking Dalton line here. So if he's slightly below it, I would I would think Matt, Zach Wilson might be a little above it. Uh, no, no, he's on the floor. I'm, Zach a, I'm keeping Matt Ryan. I'm keeping Matt Ryan and absolutely drafting a quarterback next year. Okay, so so he's okay. So he's below the Dalton line. I, Zach Wilson's got. Ants crawling all over him. He's so far down, bro. <laughs> to, to, yeah, I mean, to me, I you know, I was stuck on two names because uh, to me, Derek Carr was pretty well above it. I think you'll see Derek Carr on so you know start for you know a majority of decent. Teams. I did disagree with that one. I think Derek Carr is going to absolutely sling the rock this year. Yeah, yeah, I think he's well above the dog line. I I, I, I like the Kirk Cousins name. Yeah, Tua for me was right around the Dalton line. And and Trey Lance in a dynasty, in a dynasty, Tua and Trey Lance were at the Dalton line for me, because Trey Lance, like Goni said, love him or hate him, he's gonna get the opportunity. You know, you're gonna get three years out of him. He's gonna use his legs, and he's much better. Even though I don't love him, he's much better than Justin Fields. Talking about ants, Fields is down there with the earthworms, bro. (laughs) Like he's he's. He's at the Earth's mantle. He's he's so. Uh, but I mean, what about Tua, boys? I mean, is he the is he the Dalton line? If you have Tua as your starting quarterback in a dynasty, are you worried about it? No, no. I have I, in a startup this year that uh-huh. I did with Mike Woodhall. Shout out Mike Woodhall. We we doing a co-own. Don't shout that scrub dynasty. out. We uh, we drafted <laughs> Tua and Derek Carr. Both, both super late in uh, dynasty league. So we both think. I, I personally think as well that two is gonna. This is gonna be the breakout year for him. He's got the weapons. They're setting him up for success. Uh, I think we see a good, like I said, breakout year for him. And Derek Carr was the fallback option if two was not really cutting it. So I mean, I like it. I'm taking the chance on two this year personally. Um, so I mean, that's okay. just what it is. Okay, so so let's say two is a little bit higher above the Dalton line because of his age, right, and his opportunity. What about a guy like Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty? Is he the Dalton line? Is he like the last good quarterback? 
in a dynasty um, that you filled out for three years? Like you can't draft, or and you're not looking to draft or trade for any other quarterback. Yeah, you're you're rolling with your guy for three years. Is he the the last good one? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I think is he's that very it? middle of the pack, and that's all. That's just based on his lack of weapons. Aaron Rodgers. If it was any other quarterback for the Packers, they would be absolute trash. They wouldn't be. They would not be. That's why, like, I have to like kind of preface everything I say about Aaron Rodgers. If it's literally any other quarterback, they are not even close to being in a starting spot on any fantasy team if they play for the Packers. That's the only reason that I'm putting Rodgers in the middle of the pack. Um, uh, let me can let me go to Bags here. This man hates on Justin Fields more than anybody, right? Oh yeah, he's awful. Hates him from a fantasy awful. perspective. Okay. I'm on fantasypros.com. Okay. Uh, can we all agree that we we like fantasy pros? Wait, I want to make a doink bet with with Pegs real quick. Are they going to make us pay to for, to shout out the site? If so, I hate him. Off the back of him, his hate for Justin Fields, I would like to have Justin Fields as my champion against if 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 Zach, Zach Wilson is. Just got ants on him, and Justin Fields has earthworms. Don't bet that Justin Fields has a better season than uh, Zach Wilson. He's got to take it. He's got to. Yeah, I'm taking it. You'll take it. Yes, doink it. I'll take that one to the bank. Okay, dude. With the Jets' weapons, go, go, go ahead, Wayne. You know the protocol. Um, I like Justin Fields <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. Oh yeah, dang. Man, mm. he missed it. He, My, don't no, worry, I did the drop. No, hang on. We got a doink bet. We'll lay it out. Fantasy finish. Four-point touchdowns. Zach Wilson is Begley's champion. Justin Fields is Goni's champion. Straight up. I like it. Are we doing any injury clauses? Nope. No injury clauses. Nope. I like it. Um, all right. Begley. Who would you have from a fantasy perspective? Who would you rather have? Okay. And all of these are Justin Fields or, okay? Okay. Tua. Tua. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God. Oh, man. I, from fantasy perspective, Lawrence was bad last year, bro. He was real bad. You can pass. Can I no, think about it? Come back to it. Can I can I just come back to it at the end? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. In a dynasty league? No, redraft. Matt, Matt Ryan all day. Mac Jones. Oh God. I'd probably rather have Fields just for the legs, man. Jameis Winston. Jameis. Tanny. Tanny. Baker. No oh, God. Probably Baker if CMC plays. Zach Wilson. We already know your answer on him. Jared Goff. Goff. Carson Wentz. (sighs) Probably Wentz, man. Honestly. Mitch Trubisky. 
the Trubisky. I'm going with Mike Tomlin on this one. I think he's serviceable. Marcus Mariota. Very similar. I think Fields and Mariota compare nicely. Uh, Mariota. Mariota by by frog's hair. Everybody that I just named off is ranked lower in the projections than Justin Fields. Justin Fields is projected to be the 16th ranked fantasy quarterback. It's because of his legs, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But you can't can't like Jalen Hurts and hate Justin Fields. That's the point I've been trying to make this whole time. You can't rate Jalen Hurts through the roof without giving Justin Fields a little bit of respect. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest of all time by any means. I'm saying I'm willing to throw out the terrible rookie season with a terrible head coach and see the potential upside this man has. They are, he can get better. I don't know if he will get better, but I, you absolutely got slam dunked on. And I can't wait to talk about this on the doink review at the end of the year when I'm absolutely just dunking on your face. We're Listen. doing. We we need to do that in person or something. I need to get, I yes. need to get a hold of like, a Nerf goal. Yeah, I need to get a hold of like some public place where we can. They'll let us set up a table and a computer and just do this live. Like I don't know, like a paintball place to where like we can do it live. Like you got to go like ten paces out and take two to the right butt cheek for every <laughs> every doink you lost, and it can just be caught live on camera. Thing. A basketball court where I can lower the rim to seven foot and just absolutely <laughs> posterize you. <laughs> it just it's Chicago had they have no weapons. They got rid of their best weapon, and it's Chicago. They haven't had a good quarterback in since the eighties. So you took Mariota over Justin Fields. Does Mariota have weapons? That I think he has better weapons. I'll take London and Cordero. Okay. Over over Montgomery and Mooney, I, th- I think. Kyle Pitts. I don't think Corderell gets that same play, dude. Wayne already mentioned on a previous show there's a trend where the old statue quarterbacks are the ones that dump down ridiculously. Sure. Matt Ryan was that. Mar- Mariota's not that. He's he's going to run the ball more. Um, I, Kyle Pitts put, puts Atlanta over the edge, though, for okay. me. Talent. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, that one's close. Lawrence is the one that I, I have to lose sleep over because I, I hate both of them. I mean, Lawrence was really bad, man. But what does a guy have to do in his rookie season? You know the best players get drafted to the worst teams, right? That's That's how the draft works. What do these guys have to do for you to be like, that man's going to be a future star? Do, to do what what Kyler Murray did, I mean, you you can tell it doesn't take long, right? You know, look, I mean, look at Baker Mayfield his his first year. Oh, you I can, can't you wait! Can if you're not if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, Goni just like immediately ducked his head down to do some phone googling real quick, so he's about to come back <laughs> with some fire. I mean, I mean okay, look, let's throw let's throw stats out of it for a second. And Wayne, I, while Goni does his research, oh, I got it. I'm locked and loaded. Just, just from an eye test perspective, you could watch Kyler Murray, his rookie year in the league, and say, all right, that guy's a dude. Did You didn't say that about Baker Mayfield. You definitely didn't say it about Trevor Lawrence last year. And you didn't say it about Justin Fields. 
He can. Mayfield was phenomenal in his rookie year. But he, but you could tell it was a function of, of handing the ball off and, and running play action. I'm pretty sure he tied the rookie record for touchdowns that year, bro. He was yeah. stellar. Stellar. Okay. Well, okay. And and by the way, Wayne, the, the only stat that I'm going to need to come back with here is for Beggs. Apparently, for Beggs to think a guy's going to be worth anything, you have to finish as the QB6 or better in your rookie year. That's all you have to do. Just it's an eye test. QB six or better, and you're going to be good. It's an eye test. You you can tell by, you took, by why you took Zach Wilson over Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson failed every eye test. I, I think he looked better than Fields. Finished at QB thirty, and Fields was thirty two. I think. I mean, he's got to me. Wilson's a guy that he uses his legs. Now he 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 scrambles to throw a little more than Fields, but he's got a lot better weapons. He's got a much better offensive line. Question for you. Josh Allen, did he pass the eye test his first two years? Here's Probably the thing. not. Probably, you know what? In, in terms of accuracy, no, but the tools were there. And everybody could see the tools were there. The, the dude could throw a 102-mile-an-hour football. So could Jamarcus Russell. Mm. Yeah, but he, but, but he didn't show it. Oh, man. He could throw the ball through, through the uprights. Let's, let's move on. The doink bet has been made. My gosh, we could do this. Justin Fields argument has it's literally happened in about eight other episodes. <laughs> so I'm just cutting it off now. Uh, Begley, what's what's Beg Spice Packet? All right, bro. Seasoning number three. So the, this one is it. It's actually a pretty good segue. It, it kind of relates to fantasy, and we, we could probably take it there. But Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick. Ton of hype. Heisman winner. Has he met, exceeded, or fell short of expectations to this point in his career? What do y'all think? Go ahead, Wayne. Um, as the number one pick, I mean, isn't meeting expectations being the best quarterback? It's hard to exceed expectations as the number one pick, right? Well, I think you'd have to at least outperform everybody in your draft class. So, so by that by that metric, then Kyler Murray, um, offensive rookie of the year, he did exactly what he was supposed to do when drafted. Um, okay, uh, offensive rookie of the year. When you draft uh, a player, an offensive player, you expect him uh, number one. You expect him to be the best, and that's exactly what he was. Um, so okay. they hit the nail on the head with him. If we go as far, if we if we want to see what he's done recently, um, just this past year, I mean, he was ninth in QBR, top ten. Um, he was fourteenth in yards, but he missed three games, and he was very. I, I mean, if he had played those three games, he definitely he was a lock for top ten in yardage if he did his average. Um, he was second in the NFL in completion percentage, eighth in yards per game, um, and twenty four and ten. Um, I'll call it the slash line. Touchdown interceptions. I mean, he's been a, he's been great. I mean, if okay. if you're Arizona, looking back on that pick, you're you're thrilled with what with your uh, ROI. Yeah, boys, I got a trivia question for you. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you got it wrong, though. It wasn't hard dang, to be dang whoa. It wasn't it wasn't hard to be the best quarterback in his class. There was two other guys that went in the first round. Can you name them? Daniel Jones was one, right? Nailed it. Hang on a second. Let me think about this because I I think I know this. Um, 
Gardner Minshew? Was he in his draft class? Was he a first rounder? No, he's not a first rounder. Oh, so there were only two other first rounders in his draft class? Correct. Don't tell me. I, I know this. I know this. He was out of a a, a big school. Ohio State, oh, I believe. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Those were the two. So when I was looking into this, I was kind of giving it a little blend of real-life quarterback. This was my take on it. How was he uh, met expectations as a real-life quarterback and as a fantasy quarterback? Uh, in my opinion right now, I think that he's met the expectations, uh, kind of is on his way to exceeding them, but I feel like it's still a little too early to tell. I mean, he's only going into his fourth season. I mean, his first three years in the league, 5-10-1 and one as a rookie, 8-8 eight and eight, uh, in 2020, and then last year 11-6. and six. So he's gotten better every year. They, his fantasy finishes were 6-3-10. and 10. Uh, As a real quarterback, the Cardinals have only had six winning seasons over the last 20 years, and he's gotten one in his, his third season. So I got a little game for you guys. I looked back at the quarterbacks taken in the first round for the last 10 years. Uh, first off, I'll, I want to ask you guys, do you know how many quarterbacks were taken in the first round over the last 10 years, how large the sample size is? Side note, Dan, Danny Dimes Danny Dimes was the other one taken in the first round, right? Yes, he was. It was just Danny I, Dimes and Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I'll Brutal. say 25 will be my okay. number two. Let's go 25. 25. Wayne, take a guess. In the first round over how many years? The last 10. I'm going to say, I'm going to average it out at, I'm going to average it out at three, three per draft. I'll say 30. Mm, Not bad. 33. 33 have been taken in the first round. Out of those 33, how many of those guys do you think have made the playoffs? Um, Dak Prescott. Oh, is he a first rounder though? No, he wasn't a first rounder. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say I'll say seven. Have Wayne won the first round of the playoffs? No, I have, have just made the playoffs. Thirty-three guys drafted in the first round over the last ten years. How many have even just made the playoffs? I mean, you know, you got Goff. Got Goff. You got Joey B. You got Josh. Josh Allen was first rounder. Pat. Is Andrew Luck in this time frame? Baker. It is. He started it off in 2012. Andrew. More than than seven. Carson Wentz. Uh, Jameis. Jameis, yeah. Was he in this decade, though? Yes. What about. Jameis has not been to the playoffs. You sure? Wow. And Carson Wentz also was not did not make the playoffs. What? He won a ring. He won a ring, but he wasn't the one that got him there. Mariota? Did Mariota go? Mariota did go. He famously threw a touchdown to himself against the Patriots. Yep. Andy Dalton. That went way <laughs> out of this decade, my boy. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton's no, nah, he's not on there. It's twenty twelve and, and, and onward. Okay, so I'm gonna say I'm I, to keep to keep this relatively Rolf. short. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten of the thirty-three. Begs, 
I said seven. seven. I'm going to stick with it, yeah. It's 15, so it's less than half. He was one of those. The 15 were Kyler, RG3, Mac Jones, Mitch Trubisky, RG3. Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Blake Bortles, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Mariota, Baker, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar. Okay? okay. Out of those 15, how many do you think have actually won a playoff game? We know Lamar did. We know Joey B did. Two. I'm going to say four. It's 11. 11 of those guys have won at least one game. I don't know what I don't know what he's trying to do right here. Like what I'm are you trying to talk in are you questions? trying to get Okay, I think I'm My thinking question, I'm thinking you're trying to make a point here, but the point's not being made at all. I am. I am just let it ride, man. Let it ride. Stop being so impatient here. <laughs> just answer faster so we can move this along. Um basically what I'm trying to say is out of all those guys that I mentioned to you, they're all first round picks. I looked at all of them and to me, Kyler is no worse than sixth, in my opinion. And that is behind guys like Mahomes, Luck, Burrow, Josh Allen, and Lamar. So over the last decade, I think he's absolutely met expectations as as a number one overall pick, as a first-round pick, as the franchise quarterback that he was drafted to be. I think he's met them. I think he's on his way to exceeding them just by growing his win total every year, making the playoffs. As we've seen, less than half of those guys that are first-round picks, I mean, they don't make the playoffs. So it's a very boom-bust kind of position when you're drafting guys so high. And, I mean, is there anyone else? Would you rather have Goff, Tannehill, Mariota, Blake Bortles over a – can can I just can I just say that it it felt phenomenal finally crossing the finish line of the point you were trying to make. It felt Man, absolutely you just, unbelievable. You just threw him out there. That's why I said but, I don't know if you guys can get him. But uh, just to piggyback off of you though, Kyler Murray, out of all of those, probably had the biggest question marks. I mean he he's, he's tiny. Fine. He's tiny. Yeah. I mean, in, in the NFL, that's taking a big chance. So when you throw the question marks in and the dart throw that Arizona threw, taking him number one overall, um, it, they definitely they definitely lucked out with Kyler becoming what he is. Yeah. Uh, so just as a quick uh, just a quick hitter follow up, um, I'd like to know each of your opinions. If Arizona has to resign him. Right, we, we we all agreed they have to. They haven't agreed on a new contract yet, but they have to resign him. Is yep. he is he a function of Cliff Kingsbury's system? Does he do well in a pro style offense? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, is in like I think he's just a a great talent that's going to be successful regardless, as long as he's got the weapons. They put DeAndre Hopkins on the man's team. And he's he's grown. He okay. just he needs to run the ball more. But I understand he doesn't really like to. He's small. He's fragile, and he looks like a a toddler with a poopy diaper when he runs. Um, but it, it opens up the whole game, man. Here's okay. here's my thing, and let me let me just kind of make this last point with Kyler, because um, I think we only have one more talking point, and then we're done, right? Yeah, that's right. So. Let's let's do the first um, 
15, 15 picks of Kyler Murray's draft. And it went okay. in this order. Kyler Murray, okay. Nick Bosa, Quinnen Williams, Clellan Farrell, Devin White, Danny Dimes, Josh Allen, not the quarterback, linebacker, Kentucky, shout out, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Ed Oliver, Devin Bush, Jonah Williams, Rashawn Gary, Christian Wilkins, Chris Lindstrom, or Dwayne Haskins. Oof. Do you take any of them over Kyler? I mean, Nick Bosa. No. I mean, no, no. For, for their situation, nah. I mean, they, they had Josh Rosen the year before, and they were more than happy to just jump ship off of him, even though he was a first-round pick. No, you, I mean, given the roster composition that they had, I feel like you probably do have to take Kyler Murray. That's that's how you have to look at it. We are three years removed from this draft. We can go back, look at the draft, see what every other player in the draft has done over the past three years, and if you're still picking Kyler there, then you are then you're successful. I mean, it's as simple. Out of the top fifteen picks, um, you know what Nick Bosa is. He's amazing. Quinnen Williams, great. Uh, I mean, Cleveland Farrell was a bust. Cleveland Farrell was a bust. I, I was going to skip over him. Devin White has been great. Josh Allen's been good. T.J. Hawkinson, great. Uh, if you can go back three years later and look at who you drafted and where and say, we did good, then you're happy with who you got. We do that again. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah. All right. Sprinkle so the, that spice. The last spice, the last spice pack. This is the Parmigiano Reggiano right here on top of the Marco de Coco. <laughs> Which, and I'm ready to argue. On this one. Which 2022 offseason move to this point as of, what is this, July, what, 11th? 9th. 9th. Man, July office scab life. Working from home life, man. I can't wait. Man. I started Monday. I can't wait to forget what the date is. It I work in a factory, and I, I know how to use this computer in front of me, man. It says it down on the bottom right. Dude, I'm on a Mac. <laughs> I, told, I said 11th, and I just looked down there, and I confirmed that it is indeed not the 11th, and it is also 69 degrees Fahrenheit and clear outside. And, and it's 1029 p.m. It's on a Mac, man. It's, I, I'm on a Mac. All right, so we're July 9th. Which 2022 offseason move will end up as the biggest disappointment? Now, now, you guys took this a little differently than I did. You guys took it as uh, maybe the biggest disappointment is one team letting another player go to another team. Um, so, uh, Wayne, I think don't start the last one. Wayne, you go ahead with this one, man. What do you think's biggest bust move so far of the offseason? I think it's the Ravens trading Hollywood Brown. Okay. Um, he was their only weapon. And it, Period. I mean, what did he have? Almost a hundred receptions last year in an offense uh, that just rushed the ball a lot. Elite. Out of 180 pass attempts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> I, my thing with that is, so if you're gonna let your only weapon go, and it's a weapon that's good, you got to get value back. Yeah. So for me, they gave up. Um, they traded Hollywood Brown for a. 23rd uh the 23rd pick in the draft who they then turned around and traded to buffalo for the 25th and the 130th so i'm looking at it for what they traded for what they got they traded hollywood brown their only offensive weapon for 
Tyler Linderbaum and a punter. What? Linderbaum, for what it's worth, he was he fell and that was a, a steal for where they got him. But not justifying. I'm on board with you. That's kind of more of a luxury pick. What? Pick. Tyler Linderbaum and a punter for Hollywood uh, Brown? So now you've got Rashad Bateman, James Proche, and Devin Duvernay as your receivers? Uh, you left Lamar with a, a, a pack of Skittles and bazooka bubblegum that he doesn't have anything and you did it for Tyler Linderbaum and a punter I'm just it's just and I don't know that it's I think the Ravens offense um, has a steep decline this year I'm on record saying Lamar is going to be a solid fantasy um, um, option just because he's literally the only option they have on offense to do anything he ha- he doesn't have a choice he's got to do it himself but from a fantasy perspective so i'm sorry from an nfl perspective the ravens got way way worse giving up hollywood brown for a punter and tyler linderbaum the ravens are not like a well-run franchise what, what's to play here is it salary? Cap? How, how, they got rid I of a you. they got rid of a player that's not that isn't necessarily wanting to be there. But dude, it's a business. I don't care if you want to be there. If I know that I've got if you're all I've got and I've got you under contract, then you can you can take your pouty lip out onto the field and go catch some balls. I hate I hate like this new era where somebody's like, hmm, I don't want to play anymore. So then the team's like, Okay, where do you want to go? No, if I got you under contract then just make sure you don't trip on your lip while you're catching balls and running routes. Yeah. I mean, I'm on record, and I am have Lamar down in the rankings, but I'm on record to say conspiracy theory this year. They are suppressing Lamar's passing numbers to help out with the contract extension at the end of the year. I think that they're setting, up, uh, setting them up for failure. I 100% would not be surprised if they lock him down with a – extension that's a little more friendly for the team next year because he doesn't just go absolutely nuts. Um, I think he runs the ball probably too much this year, more than he should have to. He probably gets hurt. And I would not be surprised at all if they give him some studly weapon next year after they have him under contract. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. I don't. I'd have to look at the contracts to see who's coming out, but look at the wide receivers that moved this year. I mean, there's going to be guys. They're going to. They're going to give him some weapons. I feel like next year after they he signs on the dotted line, I just think that it's a sabotage move by the Ravens organization. Of course, no one's ever going to say that, but they're setting him up for failure. It's obvious. Look at it, man. He's James Proche, Devin Duvernay, Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews is going to catch 150 passes probably. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's fair to say if you believe in one conspiracy theory, you can believe in others? Not yours because the NFL is not rigged. I'm just, I kind of see what you're saying, but I think the opposite is going to happen. I think they have to rely on Lamar more, and he's going to do more and demand more. That's why yeah. that's why it's hard seeing that's why it's hard siding with your conspiracy theory is I just think if he doesn't have any weapons and he's going to have to do more 
And if he does more and produces more, he's going to earn more. I think he could – and I think he's done enough. He's had an MVP season. He's made the Ravens uh, into a contending team every year. Yeah. I think if yeah. he absolutely craps out this year, he's still going to demand high quarterback money, period. That's why I don't think it's this was a sabotage play because uh, Lamar could sit out this year. He could pull a Deshaun Watson and still come back and command um, top quarterback money. That's why yeah. I just I don't understand why they would give away their only viable offensive weapon for him. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he's going to get top money regardless. It's just the market is so messed up now with the uh, Browns giving Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is making the second most money in the league at forty six a year. So I mean, if they can, I say that more so in the sense like I'm not saying he ain't going to get paid. He's getting forty million plus a season guaranteed if not more um it's just if you can not pay him top money like Aaron Rodgers 50 million plus I mean you still have a franchise to run you still have a salary cap it's a monster chunk to be sending out and uh that's actually kind of a segue into my guaranteed disaster I kind of had two but I wanted to address the elephant in the room being that the Browns trading for Deshaun Watson is absolutely unequivocally looking like it's going to be the biggest disaster, at least of this year. They gave up three firsts, a third, two fourth round picks. They gave him the most guaranteed money of all time in a contract, made him the second highest paid. It sets the bar for all the future quarterback contracts super high. All the GMs got to hate Cleveland. And look at how it's unfolding right pissed, now. Pissed it's, off, pissed off a quarterback that brought them out the mud. Yeah, brought him out the mud. Absolutely. So I mean, it's looking more and more like he's going to have at least a one-year suspension. That means he's still going to be two years removed from football. The contracts are going to move on next year. Like everyone's going to get a year older. And it's not like he's going to come back and win a Super Bowl for you in his first season back off of not playing for two years in a new offense with a new team, with a new coach. It's just, it's stupid, man. It's playing, it's such a Brownsian move. And I know we've mentioned this before, but I mean, disaster. It's it's taken, it's taken them. Um, first off, I'll, uh, yeah, I agree completely, but it's kind of, in my opinion, it's taken the Browns from um, where we want to contend for a Super Bowl in 2022 to, we should probably tank in 2022 and give uh, Deshaun a, a good draft weapon next year for 2023. Right. I mean, it, it is taking your expectations from Super Bowl contenders to let's see if we can get a top five pick in the draft next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that was the elephant in the room. The other one that I think is going to end in a smaller disaster is the Titans trading away AJ Brown. Um, I just don't really love the move. Uh, I know he wanted, you know, a lot of money. He just got 25 a year from the Eagles. But you're you're a run-first team with an aging, dominant workhorse running back. If the man breaks down again this year, I know the Titans did well enough to continue and get the number one seed last year, but you had A.J. Brown's presence out on the field. He didn't necessarily show out for a, a, a whole lot of games. He had a few that were really good spike weeks but um it's just you're taking that presence away man you're going to throw in a rookie wide receiver in his place an old 
older Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, and that's just about it. You don't really have anything. They don't pass the ball as it is. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was I was going to give you a hard time about really taking a leap with Deshaun, that being your one offseason disaster, but you did follow <laughs> up with that. It's just obvious, man. It's I know it was, but I'm glad you said it. You know, I'm glad you said it. There might be somebody out there who lives in a cave and listens to our podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I, I don't know that I love the A.J. Brown trade for either side. I mean, for Philly, you're paying a, – a, a guy 25 mil this year, and you have a quarterback who statistically was the worst, least accurate passer in the NFL last year. I, it, it worries me. You know, if shades, I'm a Philly fan. Shades of Josh Allen, sir. And it's just they're trying, they're trying to duplicate that formula because Josh Allen was horrendous horrendously inaccurate before they gave him a big weapon in Stefan Diggs. So uh, I like the move. I like the try at least. I'm not saying he's going to blow up into something. I am super high on Jalen Hurts. I think he is the wild card that has QB one potential. If everything goes right this year, I, I've mentioned it before. He can also be a dud though, but the fact that you went out and you're trying to make this man successful, we've seen the leap happen before very recently, even if, he can explode. It's very possible. That's fair. And I agree with you about the Titans. I mean, you, uh, wh- wh- why not sign AJ? Like, what are you doing? What's the play? I mean, they want uh, Derrick Henry to play for five more years, I'm sure. I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I, I've got two. I have one that I think is an absolute lock to be a disaster, and that's Christian Kirk. Uh, uh, I think it's, the disaster's on the Jaguars' end paying christian kirk 18 million dollars this year i think he signed four years for 70 um at 18 million dollars he's the 15th highest paid receiver in the nfl he's ahead he's making more money than guys like kenny galladay tyler lockett mike evans adam Thielen, hunter renfro alan robinson Cortland sutton robbie anderson and michael gallup he's being paid as a one I don't think he's a one, man. He's never been above a wide receiver, too, in terms of fantasy. He was a slot guy for the Cardinals. He's a downfield threat. I mean, if 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 Chark, LaVisca Chenault, I mean, these are guys who, who are weapons in Jacksonville. They can't produce? Why? Christian Kirk? I'm literally about to blow up if I don't get this point out. Okay. <laughs> it's just a real quick point, and then you can go right back to it. Mike Evans? restructured to make less to get Tom Brady team player. Sure. That's, that's all I got to say. Okay. Love you, Mike. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you know, Jacksonville 18 mil for a guy who, who's never shown even re- remotely any flash of being a wide receiver one. I mean, in four years in the league, he's played one full season one time. What do you it's, do? It's the terrible, terrible team tax, bro. If Jacksonville's been a dumpster fire for years, if to get free agents to come there, you need to overpay them. It's the terrible team tax. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The triple That's T, the terrible is, team tax. It's it's not appealing to go play in Jacksonville. It's just plain nuts. So here, take this bag of money. I know you're not worth it, but to get you here, here's this bag of money. I mean, look, it worked for Deshaun Watson as well. Deshaun didn't want to go to Cleveland, and they were like, hey, man, we won't worry about your legal stuff. Here's this giant bag of money. 
terrible team tax historically um come play with us what okay why not i hate i hate that you brought that up at the end of this episode because i now want to dive into other players that have just gone to a team based on the terrible team tax why why not pay aj brown 27 because you have to trade for aj brown well yeah you're right that's fair but but christian kirk ooh. I don't know. I don't remember. On top of how. that, the Jacksonville Jaguars are 26th in cap space. They probably they can't. They couldn't. They couldn't pay AJ Brown that much. Fair. I, they, I just they yeah. brought on a lot of guys though. They were very busy in the. They had a lot of money to start free agency. I'm sure they they spent a whole lot of money, many a transaction. Um, but yeah, yeah. dude. I know it's not appealing. He's not worthy of 18 million a year. But like I said, when you're that bad, you're gonna pay up. Sure. He's being paid like a wide receiver one. I don't know that he'll be a wide receiver three. Ready? Mike Williams, $20 million. If you're New England, do you pay Mike Williams $20 million? New England doesn't pay any skill position that much, but wide receivers are are making more money now. So if you're comparing Mike Williams to players that are on the end of their contract ready to re-sign, you can't because – what wide receivers were making three years ago is not even close to what they're making and signing for now. So Mike Williams, it, now if you ask the same question and rank Mike Williams in as far as what receivers are making, um, if you rank him again in 2024, I guarantee you he's going to be out the, outside the top 20. Well, okay, DJ Moore. He's making 600000 more this year than Mike Williams. He should make $600 million more than Mike Williams this year. Okay. I mean, don't you, you ever know, bring DJ Moore into this? More touchdowns this year than DJ Moore's last two seasons combined. That's DJ Moore doesn't offense. know how to score touchdowns, man. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to score touchdowns. He's got Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. He just chooses not to, or he only chooses to do it four times a year. I got it. He's just, uh, oh, I'm about to drive to Melster. I'm about to send you another <laughs> brick of pennies. DJ Moore is phenomenal. He's he's great, but uh, like I said, Mike Williams, he got the bag this year. The man is going to eat. Eat. Mad Mob. We're wrapping it up. I don't even want to hear it. I, I don't think Begley had anything good to add. He he's he had the look in his eye like he wanted to add something, but I'm going to go ahead and cut it off cuz I guarantee you it was not good. It was going to be great. It was going to be terrible. Yep. Wayne, let me just throw it out there. Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. Who do you think? Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? Mike Williams. Mike Williams? Chris Godwin. That's a stupid question. They're going to save money. That's all I'm going to say. Chris Godwin? That's all I'm going to say. Chris Godwin, and I guarantee you Chris Godwin's next contract, he'll be making more. No, anyway. he just he just signed a new contract. They're on He's young, playing. though, man. Last His year. next contract, Chris, Chris Godwin's super young. Last year. Uh, His ACs aren't young. Mad Mob, we're back. We apologize for the week hiatus. I won't let it happen again. Uh, we'll be dropping some Q&As. It's been good to be back. This one ran long. We had a lot to say, a lot to cover. It's a good time. As always, Twitter, at MadFFPodcast. Email us, MadFFPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Find us on Reddit, mad underscore FF underscore podcast. And if you're on YouTube, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast, please, please hit that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. 
this will be posted tomorrow. And then I think we'll be doing a Q&A shortly after that. Um, hopefully to post Monday, if not Monday on Wednesday. We might do Monday and Wednesday if we're feeling froggy. Man, we got a what? lot of catching up to Perfect. do. I work from home now, right? You can do it anytime you want, man. Goni's first shift, right? That's right. We're out oh. here. Content's only going to be it's going to be coming at you hot and heavy. Man. All right, Mad Mob, we're out of here. Hey boys, boys, Mike Williams overpaid.